It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti back with you guys here. It is Monday, March 11th. That means it is Mock Draft Monday. We are back at it. We've got the Draft Network Mock Draft Machine loaded up and ready to go. We're going to take you through another live seven-round mock here with the Panthers. Kind of changing up a little bit, though. Last time we went defensive tackle because Ed Oliver was on the board. I think we're going to change it up a little bit, maybe go a different position and kind of give see different scenarios of how the draft could work out depending on you know what position we take. So that'll be that'll be fun to go through again. But uh, real quick, a little bit of roster news with the Panthers. This actually just happened early Monday morning. Colin Jones, the special teams standout, special teams captain as well just signed a two-year contract uh to remain with the team now through 2020 he of course was set to become an unrestricted free agent but he is back with the panthers for two more years uh continuing uh what's been a a very good special teams career uh, he's, he's been with the panthers since 2012 was acquired in a trade by the 49ers uh, but he's just become a, a special team standout Played all 16 games last year, even had to do one start at safety, and also tied for the lead, tied for the team lead with six tackle, six special teams tackles. So good to see uh, Colin Jones back, uh, and of course now he'll get a chance to be coached by his uh, by his good buddy Ben Jacobs and the uh, on the special teamers or among the special teamers. So now. So Colin Jones is in, and so a little, a little quiet on that front is, is so far. Of course, free agency unofficially begins Monday at 12 o'clock when teams can start talking to the agents of unrestricted free agents. And, of course, we'll be here the whole way. If the Panthers make any moves, we'll certainly be here talking about it. But for now, we go back to the draft. It is Mock Draft Monday, as I said before. We are ready to go. Mock Draft Machine from the Draft Network, ready to go. Panthers are on the clock at number 16. And like I said, last time we did this, we had Ed Oliver as the first pick because he was surprisingly still available at number 16. And in this in this uh, simulation, he actually went number 14 to the Falcons. Uh, in fact, a lot of the edge players are already off the board. Montez Sweat went to the Packers at 12. Brian Burns went to the uh, Dolphins at 13. Rashawn Gary, jo- Josh Allen, Nick Bosa all already off the board. DK Metcalf went number 9 to the Bills. Uh, even Garrett Bradbury is off the board in this simulation. He went number 15 to the Redskins. Uh, but certainly no shortage of good players left. Uh, but I think we're going to go offense this time. You know, again, last time we started with defense. I think we'll start. Well, I think we'll go offense this time, and I think we'll go offensive tackle. And Jonah Williams is still on the board, and 
I've it's like beating a dead horse, but I've I've talked about how strong Williams is and how you can kind of move him about. You know, it's, it's really between him, at least with this pick right now, it's between him and Andre Dillard out of Washington State. But I think I have Jonah Williams just a little bit ahead of Andre Dillard. So I think we're going to go ahead and start off this draft with Jonah Williams, the offensive tackle out of Alabama. We know Darrell Williams is going to become a free agent, and there's a maybe a decent chance that he will not be back with the team in 2019 and of course you have the Matt Khalil situation and you know you want to get out of that out of that contract as soon as possible so you're eventually going to need tackles to step in at some point you know obviously you've got Moten on one side but you still need somebody else so Williams will be the guy there and now we're back here it is uh, we're at the second round here pick number 47 uh, some names that went off the board, uh, even if we're looking at the edge. Uh, Ja'Kai Polite went off the board at number 43 to the Lions. Uh, Cleveland Farrell actually fell to the Patriots at number 32. Kelvin Harmon went to the Packers at 30. Nasir Adderley to the Chiefs at 29. Uh, Andre Dillard actually went 23. To the, uh, to the Texans. So looking at some guys that are available, Dexter Lawrence is actually on the board, and uh, he's an intriguing option. Uh, you know, the Panthers are going to need defensive tackles at some point. Uh, there was, you know, I, I did see a tweet earlier from Jordan Rodriguez that the Panthers want to try to get Kyle Love back in his rotational piece, but eventually you're going to be moving on from Dontari Poe. So I think Dexter Lawrence would be a really nice fit here. Uh, Debo Samuel is also on the board too, and I've I've grown a, to be a big fan of Debo Samuel, and he would be, I think, an excellent playmaker here. But if we look at the wide receivers that are still on the board, if we pass on Samuel, uh, Emmanuel Hall, though he probably won't be on the board in round three, Andy Isabella might be gone, Riley Ridley still on the board, could be possible, Terry McClellan of Ohio State. Uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, uh, Jacoby Myers is on the board, and I really like Jacoby Myers, uh, especially after talking to him a little bit at the Combine. And I think he would be a really good fit in this Panthers offense. So I think we're going to hold off on wide receiver and maybe hope for Myers in round three or four. So I think we're going to go ahead and go back to the defense and go with Dexter Lawrence, the defensive tackle out of Clemson. So kind of sticking with that. So kind of getting that Carolina theme a little bit. Uh, but there you go. So, so far we've got Jonah Williams and we've got Dexter Lawrence. First two picks on the board. As we are making our way now, the mock draft machine is moving. We are making our way now to round number three. Make, of course, the first of two picks in round three. And, um, a lot of the top receivers that I just mentioned are off the board. Actually, the top receiver still on the board is our Sega Whiteside. Uh, Jacoby Myers is still there, and he's ranked number 112 on this board. And I think that means we can maybe wait one more pick, you know, and hope he'll be there at number 100. I think there's a possibility he will be there. Uh, I want to take a look at the edge players right now, and I see 
of Shane Zimenez of Old, Old Dominion, Max Crosby of Eastern Michigan, uh, Ben Bonogu. Bonogu is a guy I think we took in the last mock, and he's a guy I'm really intrigued with. So he's he's an option there. Uh, I think another position we have to look at too is interior offensive line, and Drew Samia is there. Ben Powers. <laughs> The two Oklahoma kids, Connor McGovern out of Penn State is on the board. Ross Pierschbacher, uh, Nate Davis is there. Nate Davis is pretty intriguing, and at number one fifty-five, uh, could be there in round four. I've also got guys like Bo Benchwazel. So there's a couple interior guys that I think we can look possibly look at here in, in round four if they're still on the board. So I think what we're going to do here is we're going to. Go to the edge, and I think we're going to grab Bonogu here. Sure up our edge rotation. And hope guys like Myers and the interior guys are there in rounds. At the end of round three and then into round four. So we'll go with Bonogu here at number 77. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And as we look at the names that are coming off the boards, <clears throat> Excuse me. So Ben Powers just went off the board, but again, we're not really targeting him right now. Um, so far, we're up to pick 92, and those names are still on the board. The guys we're looking at. So this is uh, this is looking pretty good. I think we might get one of our targets here, and we're back on the board of 100, and all the guys are on the board. And the plan here was to grab Jacoby Myers. I pick number 100, and I think that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to stick to the plan. He's there. So Jacoby Myers will be the pick here at number 100. And now we're going to hope that one of the interior linemen that we talked about will still be on the board at 115, namely Nate Davis. And we are at pick 115, and there he is. Nate Davis still on the board. We will go after him. Um, I know, you know, Ron Rivera expressed confidence in Tyler Larson playing the center position. And obviously, you know, we've discussed Greg Van Roten quite a bit here, but uh, you still want to get some competition in there. I think you need, need somebody to try and step in. And I think Nate Davis could be that guy. I think there's a little bit of intrigue there. Uh, again, at least to create some competition in training camp. So I think I think we'll go with him. You know, not bad in the fourth round here at number 115. So Nate Davis will be the pick here into your offensive lineman out of Charlotte. So we've addressed. So as the picks are rolling through, let's recap. So again, we went Jonah Williams at number 16, Dexter Lawrence at 47, Ben Bonogu at 77, Jacoby 115. So we've touched on a good amount of positions that we need. Uh, we might have to look at safety a little bit too. 
and I see Lucas Dennis on the board, the, the best available at pick number 200, or rank number 200. I know we're only at about 150. But I would rather, and of course we don't have that many picks left, we only have two picks left. This, and then in round six. So I think we're just going to go ahead and make the jump now, at least get an extra body in at the safety position. So I think we'll go ahead and we'll get Dennis... You know, not a bad risk here in round five. This way, at least we get somebody else at the safety position, you know, get extra bodies that can compete and try to figure out, you know, help the Panthers figure out what they're going to do opposite Eric Reed. You know, whether it's a guy like Dennis or whether it's a guy like uh, Rashawn Galden, last year's pick. So we, we got somebody there. And I think we've hit on a, a good amount of pick or a good amount of needs. And obviously, free agency is going to change this a bit. But this at least gives an idea of kind of the needs that the Panthers stand at. And now here we are, pick number 187, which, of course, will be the final pick of this draft. And we've basically hit on a lot of our uh, important needs. You know, we could go with a running back to maybe take some carries off of Christian McCaffrey, you know, maybe an extra linebacker, maybe a cornerback. But I think we're in pretty good position that we can probably just go after a talented player with this, with this final pick. Um, and ironically enough, the best player on the board is a running back in Rodney Anderson. Obviously Anderson coming off the ACL tear. So he's going to need some time to recover, but it's the sixth round. It certainly would not be a bad pick at all. In fact, th this might even be a little bit of a steal. The predictive board actually ranks Anderson number 117. So just in that sense, I think the value is there. So I think it kind of fits a little bit of a need, and it is kind of BPA. So it's one of those nice times when best player available and need really come together. So I think we're going to go ahead and we'll do that. We'll go with Rodney Anderson, running back out of Oklahoma. He can come in, you know, when he's recovered. He can get some carries. He obviously doesn't have to be the big man right away. Uh, you know, we, we've seen that Christian McCaffrey can handle a big load. I know Ron Rivera is a little bit concerned about that. But at least it, it allows Anderson to come to a position or, or come to a situation where he's not going to be thrust in so quickly he can still have that time to recover from his injury and then when he's good to go he can gradually increase his workload and you know maybe you get into into a position where you know maybe not full blown like what the rams did in the playoffs last year but it's a possibility you can start getting more of a not necessarily a running back by committee, but you know, uh, just taking a, a little more pressure off of Christian McCaffrey, and you know, it, it could be a little more than what we thought we were getting out of C.J. Anderson last season. So it's it's not a you know, it, it's a risk I'm willing to take. 
in round six. You know, I, I know you try to hit on on all these picks. I know teams want to look at every draft pick as valuable, but you know, round six, you're obviously not investing a whole lot. And I mean, if it doesn't work out, you know, we've seen teams cut sixth round picks the year they draft them. So it's not a to me, it's not really a huge gamble. And, you know, again, just with the fact of, just with the fact of, um, the draft network ranked them 117. Remember, this is their predictive board that they're using, not necessarily their player rankings. This is their predictive board. So this is more kind of where they expect players to be drafted or at least you know a close idea of what their range could be when we when we get to the draft. So you're talking 117 on that board versus pick number 187. I mean, so that that's that's a gain of that's essentially a gain of 70 picks in round six. I'll take that any day of the week. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So, as we wrap up this mock draft, because the, the machine is actually still filling in the last few picks. They just they just did pick number 250, and of course there are there'll be 254 picks in this year's draft. You know, normally 256, but of course uh, two two picks were forfeited because of the supplemental draft. Uh, for the record, Travis Homer, the running back out of Miami, ended up as Mister Irrelevant uh, in this mock. But again, to, to recap. Our draft for the Panthers on this mock draft Monday. Jonah Williams, offensive tackle, Alabama at number 16. Dexter Lawrence, defensive tackle, Clemson at number 47. Ben Bonogu, edge at a TCU at number 77. Jacoby Myers, wide receiver, NC State at number 100. Nate Davis, interior lineman, Charlotte. At number 115. At number 154, Lucas Dennis, safety, Boston College. And at number 187, Rodney Anderson, running back, Oklahoma. And I'm, I'm pretty good with this, pretty good with this draft. Again, I think we filled, or at least we got a player in a lot of positions of need. Um, you know, we're, we're getting, you know, we got younger at the defensive tackle position. We got younger at the offensive tackle position. We, we've got our... We've essentially got our replacements for Matt Khalil and Dontari Poe uh, in about a year or two. We had another edge player, and you know, a good one in Bonogu, with uh, with Julius Peppers gone and with Mario Addison aging a little bit. Uh, we've got another playmaking wide receiver in Jacoby Myers, one that lo looks like he can excel both inside and outside. 
and he was a, was a very good playmaker at NC State. Uh, Nate Davis has some intrigue on the inside of that O line, you know. So we're getting a little younger, and obviously, off really offensive line to me is the biggest pressing need, you know. So it wouldn't be surprising if they double dip, uh, you know. I've, I've done mock drafts before where I've taken where I've taken offensive linemen with the first two picks. You know, I've taken Jonah Williams in round one and Garrett Bradbury in round two. Um, you know, I've, you know, there could be a mock draft here where if Garrett Bradbury's on the board at 16, I'll take him and we'll experiment with that. Uh, and then Lucas Dennis, again, that's, you know, another body at the safety position to get in and, and help compete. And then Rodney Anderson, uh, that spiel I just went on. So overall, I think it's a, I think it's a pretty solid draft, and then obviously by this time next week we'll have maybe not a clear idea, but you know maybe a little better of an idea, depending on how active the Panthers have been in the uh, in the first week of free agency. So you know that that's something to look forward to. Uh, but the rest of this week, of course, really is just going to be kind of covering free agency and, uh, you know, any big moves, whether it involves the Panthers or maybe even touch on others around the league, especially ones that may or may not uh, impact the Panthers. Obviously, the big news over the weekend was the Antonio Brown saga finally came to an end as the Steelers have agreed. Obviously, it can't be official, but it will be official in a couple days. But the Steelers have a deal in place to send Antonio Brown to the Oakland Raiders for a third and a fifth round pick. And it just goes to show you how dramatic that situation became. That The Steelers basically just wanted to rid themselves of Antonio Brown. That they were willing to take just a three and a five on top of, of course, the... $21 $21 million in dead money that they now leave behind because of this trade just to get rid of Antonio Brown. And obviously Antonio Brown's happy. He's got a new team and he's getting a reworked contract. He's getting, you know, more money and more guaranteed money. So, you know, it, it all every, essentially everybody's happy. Um, but it also goes to show you that when, GMs talk at the combine. It's hard to take everything they say at face value because Kevin Colbert kept stressing that they would not make a trade unless it benefits the Pittsburgh Steelers. He, you know, reiterated that over and over again to all the reporters there. I don't know how this really helps the Steelers. A three and a five. Is all you get back. Especially there was a report from Jason Locke and Fora that the Buffalo Bills, who of course we had thought Antonio Brown was going to be on for like an hour, the Bills reportedly were willing to swap first round picks as well as throw in some mid round picks, meaning the Steelers, if that report was true and they did take that trade, the Steelers could have moved into the top 10 of the draft. Because remember, the Bills hold the number nine pick in the draft. So it would have been the Steelers at 9 and the Bills at 20. But in the end, they get just a third and a five, just one year after the Raiders traded a three for Martavius Bryant. 
So take take that for what you will, but just just amazing the last couple of days with that story. So that'll do it for this Mock Draft Monday edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. As always, I really appreciate you guys listening. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. And, of course, follow the rest of the podcast here at the network, especially on the NFL side because we've got your free agency covered. Uh, The NBA channel, of course, really heating up with the playoffs. The regular season only about a month left. Playoffs start pretty soon. So they'll be in high gear. And then the MLB channel will be coming back very shortly with the regular season there starting in about two and a half weeks. Uh, so with that, thank, thank you so much. Take care of yourselves. And remember to keep it locked here with me, Bill Rossetti, and the Panthers right here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. Until next time, take care, my friends, and we will see you soon. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.